Welcome to our podcast, Inside SAP Svahana. There is no customer success without product success and project success. In this episode, we will talk about KWC's journey to cloud ERP. My name is Markus Hörtelt, and I'm happy to have two guests and experts on this podcast that will share the experience today. The first one is Menno Flitstra from KWC. Hi, Menno. How is it going today? Hi. Good morning. All well here. Thank you. Perfect. Good to hear. Good morning to you. And from SAP, we have Gerd-Jan Dembur. And uh, Gerd-Jan, how are you? I'm very well today. I'm in the office and uh, it's uh, Friday, so all good. <laughs> Perfect. Friday in office sounds good. And we have a lovely SAP office in Zurich. Let's uh, go to you, Menno. You bring a lot of experience from the life science and consumer industries. You are the head of group IT at KWC Group, AG. Maybe you tell me a little bit about yourself and who are you and uh, what makes you run? What makes me tick professionally? Normally, uh, business transformations. I have a background in business process redesign in various companies like Roche, Biogen, I, I started my career in the Netherlands with Philips and uh, Volpec. For the last uh, decade, uh, involved in bigger technology transformations and trying to uh, make business processes more efficient, more global, more harmonized and uh, run better. Get Jan, you are the SAP business architect for KWC in Switzerland. I know personally um, that you like camping and windsurfing, and also in the past you were heavily involved in the asset and service-intensive industries. What else would you like to tell our audience about yourself today? Hi there. I come like Menno from the Netherlands. Uh, I live since more than 30 years in Switzerland, and I'll be working most of the time in the manufacturing industry. I have a business background in different uh, companies like ABB and Alstom. And I also work there in different IT roles. And since five years, I work as a business architect in SAP. And I advise large manufacturing companies like KWC with their digital transformation. So we support with sharing industry best practices. We help to drive adoption of innovative solutions, moving into the cloud. And we support with uh, architect topics uh, in general. So it's a great field to work in. When we look at KWC, it has a tradition. I mean, this is amazing of 150 years. When I went on the website, I really like the value statement or the mission statement. Values, hygiene, safety, sustainability, and enthusiasm. I have never seen that before, but I really like that. Somehow I found this really cool, enthusiasm. You have three divisions focusing on home solutions. So here I was told you're focused on high quality bathrooms, showers, and kitchen fittings. Then the second one is professional solutions, meaning solutions for public and commercial sanitary rooms. And the third one is, uh, I think, also a promising one, uh, the medical solutions. So uh, premium products for the healthcare sector, where you probably face uh, strict disinfection and hygiene regulations. Menno, maybe you can... Tell me a little bit more. In the year, I think it was 2021, uh, the KWC group became independent after divestiture. Is that correct? Yeah, basically KWC was a division in Lidfranke, uh, a Swiss uh, manufacturing uh, company. The water business, KWC business, was a business of around uh, 200, 250 million with around uh, 1,100 people globally. 
that business was sold in May 2021 and decided to, at that moment in time to fully separate that company. By the end of 2021, all decisions regarding IT had been taken. That was also the moment uh, that I joined. So it was decided to do the carve-out, as you called it, the separation of KWC from the mother company with completely new business applications, all in cloud. So that means ERP in cloud, CRM in cloud, PDM in cloud, marketing systems in cloud. And of course, as always, with a carve-out, of course, on an infrastructure, which happened to be also completely cloud-based with Microsoft 365 in the cloud and Azure servers, either on-premise or in cloud. And uh, we uh, basically, we had to do that carve-out up until uh, November uh, last year, 2022. So uh, basically, we developed those applications, we integrated those applications, and we switched it on in cloud in approximately nine months. If you take into account that we have manufacturing in China, Middle East, Germany, Switzerland, UK, and Finland, that was quite a job. And not only from an ERP, uh, so SAP ERP cloud perspective, but also from the perspective that we had to integrate it with new PDM, CRM, and HR success factors and marketing applications. We succeeded uh, in, uh, in doing that. So everything was done by November 2022. So roughly a year from start, which was in uh, Q4 2021. Everything was separated and all the transaction service agreements between KWC and Franke on the IT side were finished. We had established an own support organization, heavily outsourced, of course, fully alive uh, and kicking for the new business. Of course, the last couple of months, uh, so we're now talking uh, summer 2023, we spent another six months on further maturing our organization, our processes, and uh, uh, putting uh, the dots on the I and uh, crossing the T's. And, uh, and that's where we are right now. Impressive, Menno. When I go to Kiat Jan quickly, when did you get involved and what was your role when you started to advise KWC during the beginning times after the Carfout or divestiture? So I joined advising KWC early 2022 after the Esfahana project started. And we have been working since with Mano and his team. So what we do is we support with growing business requirements and for those additional requirements, which cannot be solved within the, the ERP core, we help with additional solutions. For example, we help to implement Signavio for business process management to analyze and to document the processes and, uh, and also like SAP Analytics Cloud, we helped to get insights into the data of KWC and improve uh, also the reporting capabilities. We, to, to achieve this, we have weekly meetings where we discuss strategic topics, but also sometimes uh, operational topics like with the Esfahana uh, co-lives. We also have uh, regular quarterly business reviews. Uh, we had one yesterday where we were on site in uh, Untercolon in the office of KWC. And uh, the highlight for me was we did a factory visit where I could see end-to-end -end from a, a roll bar of metal until uh, a finished good from KWC leaving the factory. So this was uh, 
was a great experience to see the end-to-end process uh, in real time. And so it's cool. Um, factory visit is, is always good. Uh, Menno, you finished the big SAP Asvana Cloud Public Edition implementation. You told us already a little bit about your key processes, your localizations. Not so much about the project setup yet, but maybe you can share more insights about your learnings and what you learned. Or if I would be the CIO and I would have been in your role, how did you do it? What else did you learn? <laughs> how did you set it up? I must say our project was simply time boxed. So failure was not an option. Uh, the date of the 1st of November was firm. And um, so that is one topic. So also for businesses, it was clear that we had to harmonize our business and that we had to go to the change management and that we had to implement those systems by November 1st. What we did is we started with a process harmonization effort by the end of 2021. Formerly, I was not onboarded uh, yet at that moment in time. So that uh, basically defined the standard business processes and harmonized matters across ERP product development, customer relationship management. In 2022, when we started the implementation, we sticked to that standard. That was one thing. But we also implemented a, a project according to a Pathfinder methodology. So basically two or two, three, one big site and two smaller sites were the Pathfinder for the implementation. So we focused all implementation efforts initially on those three Pathfinder sites. Those were Germany, Austria, and Middle East. And uh, we focused all resources on the implementations for these sites. And we also enhanced the system. When that was done, we did the lessons learned and we implemented the system more quickly and in a more standard way in Scandinavia, in the UK, and in other parts of Germany. That was also the moment that we decided to postpone the implementation of Switzerland. We could. So in all honesty, we did that actually at the beginning of this year. But also from a carve-out perspective, that was possible. Another topic which was really important for us is the whole data migration. We started with a data migration from the beginning of the project. But I think we did not give it enough focus. So during the Pathfinder project, it was all hands on deck, especially from a data migration perspective. And we fine-tuned the data transition, conversion approaches after Pathfinder. And I think it's only at the end of the program that we really got it right in terms of data migration. So one of the lessons learned for me on this implementation is Harmonization and standardization possible, user adoption training possible in search a time frame, integration possible, but data migration, data conversion, data transition, we should have addressed that much earlier. Of course, it is the case that I said already that over the last half a year, we have been further maturing our systems management, still user adoption into company processes. So it is not the case that in November 2021, everything uh, was completely finalized. There was still a lot of uh, work to be done also afterwards. Very understood and a uh, good message from you. Uh, before this podcast, I when I looked at the three divisions, I saw the medical solutions division. Did you have to handle regulations uh, from governmental agencies or 
customers of yours with SAP Asana Cloud Public Edition? Yeah, after the Pathfinder project, which was uh, excluding medical, we focused after that on the implementation also for medical. And there, yeah, the compliance requirements are somewhat stricter. That was taken into account. And I must say, you asked earlier to SAP, where uh, did you contribute uh, to this customer? I think the contribution there also specifically for medical is that SAP assisted in finding the adequate functionality in ERP cloud also for medical, but also for our manufacturing business, of course. We got a lot of help there. And Gertjan was explaining about a factory visit. Actually, already uh, much earlier, the SAP team from Waldorf visited our site and looked at some of the specifics which were needed for our manufacturing implementation. And I must say, we got quite some support uh, from the SAP team, how we could make best use of some of the functionalities, which were sometimes not there or not completely there, but there were alternatives. In uh, your question was around medical, also in the business technology platform and the integration and reporting to authorities, but also the integration in the product data management. Also there on the BTP side, we're getting good support of SAP also for the more complex resolutions needed for medical. Also in the medical domain, of course, the ERP cloud as such is not enough. Uh, you need a good integration with employee data. You need a good integration with service management uh, specifically. And also that integration, uh, we got quite some support from SAP in setting up that integration. And that integrated uh, set of systems then covered all the medical requirements we had to comply to in the September, October uh, 2022 timeframe. Let's move a little bit to a different topic, um, maybe the aspect of extensibility. Did you handle um, or how did you handle it? Did you even need to extend the solution? Yeah, I must say there's, of course, the SAP strategy. Yeah? The SAP strategy is extensibility in a three-tier landscape. Unfortunately, we are in a two-tier landscape and we cannot yet migrate to the three-tier landscape in which you have more possibilities to make changes. I must say, if you look at our implementation in terms of integration and interfaces, we have about 25 systems we interface and integrate with. And it goes from automated warehouses to 3PL solutions to payroll solutions to the integration of SAP itself with success factors and C4C. So in terms of often extensibility and integration are uh, under one header. In terms of the integration over the BTP platform, that is definitely working. We made some modifications to the ERP cloud system. So we apparently we were able to do so. There's also requirements to extend more and to make more dedicated solutions for KWC. I must say that is not possible yet. And uh, we're definitely waiting uh, to step in that uh, era of uh, three tier where uh, in my view, the extensibility and uh, the possibility for changes are bigger. On the other hand, I have to say, given the fact that our timeframes were we implemented for this 1100 employee company, a mini global manufacturer, I call it ourselves, we had to do that in a year. And the fact that we have had to stick to standard uh, processes helped us also a lot 
in convincing business, hey, you have to harmonize and stick to these best business practices. There's only a couple of domains where I would say, coming from an ECC background over the last uh, decades, I would say, yeah, that is functionality. That's a pity that we don't have it. Maybe this would be a different podcast or maybe uh, we can go out and have a beer and you can talk to me uh, about it and then <laughs> can see if we can uh, bring those requirements also in the cloud. <laughs> you touched on the integration part. I know from Gert Jan, there were a big question mark about the third-party logistics integration before this project uh, implementation started. I don't know who wants to take it, but Gert Jan or Menno, um, how did it go in the end? That was basically innovation based on ERP clouds. So we, uh, in November last year, as I told, uh, we had implemented this ERP cloud solution in all these countries. And then the request came uh, still up is we would like to outsource our logistics processes to a third party logistics provider. As we started the project in November to specify the division of labor between uh, this new 3PL, Grisaber in this case. And ourselves, and actually that division of labor is standard ERP, standard 3PL integration between a manufacturer and a 3PL. We implemented uh, or we specified those processes. We agreed with the 3PL on the separation of activities and duties, on the separation of systems, and implemented this functionality with yet another implementation partner. And that was quite a success. This project started in November, the 3PO outsourcing. We're talking about multiple locations in Germany, Switzerland, Austria. Uh, also goods coming in from the Middle East. And that project uh, took from November up until March, uh, when we also moved the warehouses in the month of February. So all the warehouse, all the inventory was moved. The warehouse in uh, southern Germany uh, was switched on. Also, the whole integration via BTP was set up. And this project went really, really smooth. Yeah, you basically see that this whole application infrastructure that you can build on it and innovate without too many issues. Uh, we also did it with a second implementation partner. So that is also good that we now have that multi-vendor approach implemented. We get a lot of compliments from business that it went so smoothly. And also, if I look now at uh, the number of tickets, incidents, and problems with this innovation 3PL, uh, it's very limited. I think we have below five priority three issues every two weeks, but that's it. I'm happy it went well uh, at the end. <laughs> we talked a lot about today implementation, extensibility, data migration already was touched. But I know, Menno, you're also a business guy. How does your business uh, rate the user experience with SAP Asana Cloud Public Edition? How happy is your business? We came from a situation with nine ERP systems. Some of them were SAP, some of them were non-SAP. The former SAP ERP users recognize the processes and the SAP support. In the ERP cloud system, you still see the old ECC functionalities and where they are available and where not. So that went in that from a process perspective well. After implementation there, also for the SAP, people were used to SAP. There was a lot of training necessary and a lot of user adoption had to take place. I would say on average, it took the organizations about six months 
to really give a thumbs up. Uh, yeah, everything is working fine, perfect, and we're happy with the system. But the Pathfinder project, which was implemented around the 1st of September, it gives uh, all middle management gave a kind of thumbs up, uh, let's say six months later. So that was early this year. There were also differences in China. It was very smooth and a good usage of the system in the Middle East. Verbally, a lot of approval, but still people had difficulty doing uh, intercompany uh, processes, etc. In Germany, there were quite some discussions and we started after implementation with a little bit of business backlog, but that was covered within, I would say, within four weeks. Now I go to the non-SAP experienced user organization. For them, it was really difficult. That organization was in Switzerland. I don't know if it's also culturally re related, but our Swiss organization, and that is one of our main manufacturing sites, is in my view really struggling with the system and user adoption. The system is working perfectly, but has it been designed adequately? Uh, have those discussions been done adequately? Question mark. Can all people now work with the processes? It's also still difficult. So uh, the last implementation for Switzerland uh, was done in April, but also three months later, we're still having a small business back backlog and we are uh, still evaluating are the processes now designed optimally and what else can we do in order to uh, help the end users there we are still struggling. Our forecast is that we get the business backlog sorted in uh, the next months. And after that is done, that we then uh, re-evaluate, let's say, warehousing strategies, picking strategies. Uh, so there will be a, a lessons learned session on the design and the efficiencies of the system. Gerd Jan, a US trusted advisor, saw the change management process at KWC doing and before the implementation, what did you see? And uh, can you also advise other customers wanting to convert to SAP Asana Cloud Public Edition? It was uh, an interesting journey, like Melo explained, there were some challenges with change management and with the adoption, but I think that's normal for any bigger company. Uh, in a nutshell, Asana uh, Cloud Public Edition is really a, a great and flexible solution, which you can integrate easily with, uh, especially with SAP solutions. And this is a great jump start for any company the size of KWC. But it's important to do the right things. So you have to clean up your processes, you have to streamline, and you have to adopt the best practices of SAP. So in each and every location where you go live, you have the typical uh, challenge that people say, ah, oh, why should I work a bit different than I did before in my previous SAP system or non-SAP system? And this is just uh, a process which can cannot be shortcut uh, too much. Like you can train the people, you can build up a key user organization, but in the end, each and every end user must be trained and explained uh, how he has to use the, the new system. What is nice is that the, the standard uh, functionalities and standard integration make it easier to adopt uh, new areas. Like at the moment we are discussing How can we support KWC in the area of sustainability? So there's several areas like the ESG reporting or the, the plastic taxes or the bottom-up uh, CO2 uh, calculations. 
And these are areas uh, where we have solutions which can be integrated with Esfala uh, out of the box. So these are areas which we are discussing at the moment and in the next uh, few months. Gerjan, um, you already touched a little bit on it. Maybe it's also interesting for our listeners. You as architect, how do you identify solutions of value for your customers? How do you go about it and how do you know it's the right solution? It's like I mentioned in the beginning, I, I, uh, I joined KWC one half year ago and we have uh, weekly operational meetings about S4HALA. And then I listen in, what's going on, what's the discussions, where are the pain points? And we also have uh, set up uh, bi-weekly strategic calls with Mano and his direct uh, team. And here we discuss strategic topics. So we say, okay, what's the, the long-term view of KWC? What's the kind of uh, areas you want to evolve in? Like uh, e-commerce strategy or like what do you want to do in the area of procurement? Or how do you want to continue with factory automation, for example? And then if you see that there is, uh, it's the right timing and there's an interest, then I talk to the experts in SAP and we set up uh, an initial call. So we present uh, certain solutions, say this is the benefits and this is how, how you could start using it in KWC. And then step by step, we uh, extend the, the IT landscape of uh, WC with additional solutions. So that's a bit how, how we uh, approach it. And for example, yesterday we We had this quarterly business review with a wider team of people. And then we also agreed that we want to have a deep dive on the BTP with a wider community. It is already in use with KWC, but there's a lot of potential to smoothen the existing processes with additional capabilities. Maybe we're almost at the end of our podcast. What is on your agenda for KWC's future? What's next to come? It's on the one hand, the total landscape still needs to be extended with certain functionalities. Gertjan mentioned it, but it's analytics, simply because we now have to use the insights we have and the data we have. It's on environmental safety and health, where we simply have to comply with regulation, basically on integral supply chain reporting. And whether it's CO2 or plastic or other topics, that is a must. Uh, we're working hard on employee self-service just because of efficiency. And another must is on integration with our customers around projects, the design of uh, the bathroom, uh, the design of the public wash areas, so that we work hand-in-hand -hand on projects with our customers and in that way drive our order intake. So that's one thing. So that's general. Specifically, we are more and more focusing on the different business lines and the differences between the business lines. So really supporting our professional business, which is work where we're working for bigger customers with a tighter customer integration in home, where we do the e-commerce and have the processes to the wholesalers, but maybe also with uh, companies like Reuters, DA, selling over the internet. And then specific support for uh, our health domain, which is basically driven out of Nordics, Scandinavia. And uh, our business in China, which is uh, basically an OEM business, also with their specific needs. So what I see is that uh, the differences between these business lines are coming up with more dedicated support. Also dedicated requirements from the integration platform 
that is what we start to focus on uh, right now. Very good. As I already mentioned, we are at the end of this episode. I really enjoyed this. I would have so many more questions for you, Menno and Gert-Jan. Thank you so much for being here today. And also, um, thank you for joining. As always, uh, feel free to drop us an email via insightS4 at sap.com and let us know which topics are of your interest. Tune in next time and be inside SAP S4HANA. Mm-hmm.